It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hour number two, Jeff Cameron Show, Redemption Thursday. Thanks for joining us. I appreciate you. Hope you're well. I'm Jeff. That's Tom. Director Matthew in the house as well. Thanks for listening to the show. Picks forthcoming in just a moment. If you're uh, listening to traditional radio, thank you for that. If you're watching on Warchant TV, thank you for that. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Pass it around as uh, Florida State uh, fans everywhere need to know about the Jeff Cameron Show and uh, when it's on and all that good stuff. So you liking and sharing helps us out immensely. All right, here we go. Wagers. Yes, if you missed the first hour, you'll have fun with this. Get ready for if you're watching on Warchan TV, you're going to laugh because we've got uh, we've, we've we've made additions. All right, we've made additions. Here we go. NFL three team six point teaser to start the day. We go right after it. We find out something tonight. Teased it down. Packers minus a half point. Saints minus a point and a half. Cincinnati minus point and a half. Those three all have to cover for that teaser to come on through and I talked about for those that don't understand teasers you get six points to play with you want to tease down or up through critical numbers those critical numbers are three and seven in NFL games so you um, you don't have to do a three-team teaser pays more uh, you can do a two-team teaser uh, I was gonna tease I, I I was very tempted Tom and I'll do it for giggles throw some pizza money at it at some point I was gonna I mean I was gonna try a, like like three three-team teasers or one four-team teaser I just go crazy Three three-team teasers in one weekend? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Oh, my God, sir. There's a lot. to Now, not every weekend lends itself to this. A lot of times the numbers aren't where you need them to be. But this weekend. Just make it a nine-team teaser. Hey, that would really pay. This is at plus 160. So, you know, you put uh, you put 50 down and there you go. <laughs> if, if you want. Well, I mean, I'm just, I'm just using a number. Oh, I'm yeah. Not- <laughs> <laughs> there he is. Eugene Levy is concerned for you. <laughs> He's calling to get you help. <laughs> I'm saying you, you. I'm just throwing a little. I mean, that's a lot of pizza, but just a little bit of pizza money there. You know, just a little something. You throw it at it. See what happens. Have a little fun with it. All right. Uh, if you can't control yourself, kids, don't gamble. I'll just get that out of the way. If you if you can't like go a weekend without doing it, then then, then you don't need to do it. Like I can go week. If I don't like a card, I won't put anything on there. I'll do this for Redemption Thursday because it's for charity. But I mean, I, there have been weekends where I'm like, I don't like any game. Doesn't happen often, Tom. Doesn't happen often. Because, no. Because cause college football has a lot of games. I don't know of one. Yeah, no, it's, it's happened. It's happened. College football has a lot of games. I mean, it's going to be hard not to find a game you like. I mean, geez. But there have been plenty of weekends where the NFL wasn't my cup of tea. But these teasers make it make it more interesting. You can have a, You can find games. Western Utah, North Idaho, <laughs> man. I've got an angle on this one. <laughs> we'll start from the bottom up. Troy plus seven against South Carolina. All right. Come on, Troy. 
Give me UTEP minus five and a half against downtrodden Old Dominion. <laughs> I can feel it all the way down. <laughs> Oregon State minus two and a half against hapless Washington in that offense. Come on, Beavers. Give me uh, Nebraska minus 12 against Northwestern. That is not a good-looking Northwestern team. No, not at all. Army rolls big, runs rough shot over Ball State. Give the seven and a half. Give me uh, Minnesota plus two and a half. Come on, row the boat. Wake up. On the road against Purdue, Charlotte plus ten and a half against Illinois. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's a couldn't couldn't get that one past you. Uh, Wake minus six and a half against Louisville, and finally Utah State plus eight and a half over BYU. Also, the over sixty one. <laughs> you could have actually just gone. Yeah, probably. I just didn't want the folks in Tallahassee to think that there's actually some sort like of like a real know, emergency. Uh, there's a missile test going on. Okay, so judging by the tweets and the chats and the emails and the general conversation centered around this Florida State football program, it was a very interesting week for an 0-4 team. Interesting in that they actually made national news for a relatively decent reason, and of course, um, it, it's kind of interesting to, to note. Tom, I'll get to you in a minute. Uh, uh, I I think it's imperative that they win this game, Tom. I, I the more we talk about it, I, you really need to win this game. The matchup suits you. There aren't too many games I can say that about. And you just had Norvell's speech go viral. You've had recruits steady come out in support of what's being built here. This is not a good team. Your favorite at home, slowly being built. Slowly. It's a total rebuild, Tom. So you, 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 it's taking time. We're still in the demo phase. So you need to start to see, like, maybe they're, I don't know, maybe maybe you're bringing the carpet in. Like, maybe we're starting. Oh, I don't <laughs> no, know. No, no, that's too, too soon. Has the foundation be, uh, been laid? Insulation. Maybe we're bringing in. Oh, well, you got to have walls to have insulation. I think the, I, no, I think they've built the, the yeah, I think the, the we're putting the guts in this thing. Now. Okay. Yeah, putting the guts in. So the skeleton has already skeleton's, been built. Yeah, the skeleton's there. Now we've got to infuse it with some life. Boy. Got to make it a home, Tom. <laughs> got to make it a home. This I house thought, ain't a home yet. I thought two by fours and all were still being, you know, erected. No, no, no. It's it's a This house has to become a home. Now is the time. We'll bring in some pictures of our loved ones. Start setting up the furniture. <laughs> I don't know, man. Maybe we move it into an apartment that's a little ratty, and you just want to hang a a picture over the blood stain on the wall. Oh, I don't know. Oh man, yeah, 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 yeah. It's 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 dicey. I don't know where we're at in terms of the build. Whether Tom's right or I'm right, whatever it might be. The bottom line is, at some point, to take the step forward, you you're gonna have to register a single victory, maybe two. You're gonna have to get one. Um. Old Cod Willie's back. It ain't got no sheetrock. Yeah, I know nothing about houses. I know what sheetrock is, but I, do, I don't know anything really about a house. Other than, I mean, I own yeah. one, you own one, but neither one of us I know anything about houses. we're beautifying the long-term stay hotel room. That's what we're doing while the house is being worked on. We had to be at, it's not even the residence inn. Like, it's just one of those other places where you're like, all right, that's a good monthly rate. We're just going to have to eat it. I hear things <laughs> crawling around at night, but I don't want to turn the light on. We're just going to leave the light off. People want to know if Jordan Travis is healthy. He was back at practice this week, and I don't know if he's a full go, but McKenzie Milton's starting either way. Um, and I think they've kind of settled in on that right but now. I hope that they've settled in on something. Because well, they, that, that, they, they had a 
They had a game plan last week. They did, but what I'm saying is now that Jordan is available for this game, let's not do the, all right, we're going to alternate drives and see who's got the hot hand thing again. Can we not do that again? Please? Please. No, I don't think they're going to do that. Begging you. I don't think they're going to do that. Um, let's hope not. You know, it's, it's interesting. When you watch these press conferences, when you when you get the Q&A with the coordinators, you know, something really stands out to me. And, and, and he'll take offense to this, I'm sure. Um, but just it feels to me like Mike does a really good job of messaging. Mike is – his messaging is very consistent, and, and it's passed down to his uh, coordinators, and, and the players have remained bought in because of that. I think they see – players can tell when it's, when it's a pitch as opposed to something you truly believe in. If you live your life that way, do you, do you live it? Do you show up every day and do the things that you're telling them to do? And, and I think that has – that is really one of his strengths. He's got weaknesses, but that's a strength that they are that they are buttoned up, messaging. He knows what he wants to do. May work, may not. We, we, you know, jury's still out. But but he is very very consistent. But Dillingham is immature, and you can hear it in his Q and As. It comes out. You can tell he reads and listens to everything um, because he references it. <laughs> He'll say things like, you know, I don't think getting out on the field 10 minutes earlier makes any difference. Well, that's directly at, uh, taking a shot at I, right? He, he's, he doesn't like that that was written about, which means he's reading it. Stop doing that, Kenny. You're showing your immaturity. Leave it alone, man. Here's the deal. Two things you do. That, which means you are sensitive, and during a rebuild, you can't afford to be. B, stop referencing what you did eight years ago. Nobody cares what you did at either Memphis or Arizona State. Nobody. Those programs don't belong in the same sentence as Florida State. And our fan base knows that. Don't do that. Oh, it worked seven years ago when we didn't. No. Nobody cares. Don't do that. So just interesting to watch as the season goes along what changes. Mike won't change. He'll be the same. He is Mr. Consistent. I love the fact that his messaging is the same all the time. Love it. We'll see if the other guys, when they, when they talk, how that proceeds in the midst of a really tough season. Just a side note. I fear what it will sound like if they lose this game. Oh, well, I'll just say that uh, Captain Obvious speaking, but, you know, you win a football game, those press conferences get easier. It's just, you know, makes it a lot easier on you on a Monday if if you won the football game on Saturday. Mm -hmm. We're over four. So they're never going to be easy. Uh, you know, no, the, the, I, I I think if you're you're stuck when you have the personnel that we do, there are going to be limitations on what you can call, limitations on what you can do, um, and and there will be some things that will always anger us when we watch this team play based on some things that they simply cannot call their way out of. Either you can't you can block somebody or you can't. You know you you can get open in a one on one situation or you can't. Um, so is it worth revisiting real quick just the the two quarterback system? I find this interesting because we thought heading into the season, well, let's put it back to Charlotte, ACC kickoff. It seemed like there was almost an acquiescence on the part of Jordan Travis, the way he was answering questions and the way that McKenzie was answering questions, that McKenzie was by far going to be the lead guy. Then you get into camp and you saw what we saw and you think, oh boy, first of all, availability is a question. You could have you know, load management days, whatever. But then also you've got to be able to perform in camp Jordan has been the better player. In a lot of our opinions, most everybody's opinion, Jordan was the better player. Oh, in camp. In camp. Mm -hmm. In camp. So now everything's flipped on its head. After spring, you're like, eh, McKenzie had a nice final week and a really good spring game where he showed flashes. 
In the summer, it seemed like something changed because of the way they talked about themselves and each other in Charlotte. Then in fall camp, you're thinking, oh, is this thing flipped again? Then you get into the season, and it seems like they didn't know either. Like, nobody knew. And when we were talking about the two-quarterback system early on, we thought, all right, you might sprinkle somebody in to be a change of pace player, but you're not going to outright alternate quarterbacks. And they did that until Jordan wasn't available. I don't know that this thing was managed all that well, would be my, my overriding point. It, it reeks of so many other two-quarterback problems that other programs have where we thought, looks like these guys are going to be able to manage if it. If you have two, you have none. And you, Right. It ended up turning into that thing rather than, all right, here's your change of pace guy, but your, your bona fide player is that. Could it be that this is the weekend where you have McKenzie as your primary and then Jordan comes in as a spell, not an outright alternating back-and-forth deal, which just makes no sense? The only uh, Let me tell you the only time it makes sense. Is and there's somebody asked this question about uh, Mackenzie Milton in the pocket. I believe it was Gage. Okay, he doesn't trip over himself. His foot stops working. He's got numbness in his foot. This is a result of the catastrophic leg and foot injury that he had. Okay, the leg injury. They nearly had to amputate the leg. We all know that story. It's been told too many times. It's a great story. But, you know, because we cover the Knowles, we hear it incessantly. And, you know, it's just a little bit like, uh, again, Nick O'Leary being Jack's grandson. Got it. Got it. Okay. Different range of emotions and all that. I, I understand. But I, we said they would need both quarterbacks, partly because this offensive line is not good, which means we were hinting at the fact that they were going to get hit. <laughs> they were going to get hit, right? And so there's a chance one was going to get hurt or temporarily hurt and have to come out of the game. So you need the other one. So, so you would always need to. But there, there seems to be moments in games where McKenzie could use some time. Uh, I don't know if that's to massage that foot or to, to, to generate some sort of blood flow or whatever it might be, but he legitimately seems to have a difficult time when we get to a certain number of snaps. I don't think it's a magic number. It's not like a pitcher where he gets the 100 pitches that year with Pedro. Like any pitch over 100 was destined to be clobbered, right? <laughs> right? And, the, and yet they left him in in the most important game, right? So I don't know what the magic number is, but it does sometimes look like McKenzie, the, fit, the foot just doesn't work. He tries to run and he falls down for no reason. That's not scared. That's a physical ailment. And it might be in those moments where if he can't feel it and they've got to generate some you know, blood flow or something, you know, we saw them over there massaging that before, then, then you would have to throw Jordan in and, and see how it goes. I mean that, that that to me is something that well then that's a that's a straight starter backup situation. It's not even that that Jordan's going to be in there as a change of no, pace. No, right, right, right. He's just I'm just all saying hands that's on deck. Yeah, I'm just saying that's why you would need to. And yeah. I, I I think they have settled on McKenzie, but I think that they're going to still need Jordan for a lot of reasons. Right. One of which is that there are physical problems. Well, and that's why we talked McKenzie. about if you were Chuba and Tate that you better assert yourself as the three, whoever it was. And now it's Chuba, obviously, because he made the depth chart this week, and, and we kind of knew that anyway, because these guys. There, there is a tendency, you know, it's not their fault, but there's a tendency for them not to be available. So you better be ready. But the problem, I, I thought, with how it was managed is it seemed like we were almost installing two things. That's the way it appeared anyway. I don't know if that's how it looked in practice, but it almost seemed like we were installing two different things. And so when you're trying to play receiver or you're trying to block or you're trying to play tight end, there's almost too much in your brain. Mm -hmm. And you think, how is that possible? If we can't do the simple things, how is it that too many things are in your brain? Now that you have this potential predicament again, where both are available on a given weekend, my fear is just let's not see that once more. 
That would be nice. Uh, yeah. I don't think we will, Tom. I don't it was th- unfathomable at Wake, though, wasn't it? You know, you're like, ah, there's no way that they're going to do that. McKenzie, they took the, the biggest, oar. They took the oar out of the depth chart. The biggest mis- – yes. The, the biggest – look, he hurt himself in, in, the, in the eyes of fans by looking – I talked about the scattershot nature of what they were doing, right? Now, that wasn't born out of stupidity. That wasn't born because he doesn't know what he's doing. It was born out of desperation. It's not a good look. Even if you legitimately are desperate, it's not a good look to reveal that through your personnel decisions. But I think that happened. I do. I think there was real desperation. Like, oh, man, we can't run this, can't run that. This guy can't get the ball down the field. This other guy doesn't throw it very accurately and has happy feet in the pocket. I, you know, neither seem to sustain good play for long periods of time. The line can't block. Our receivers don't win one-on-one matchups. I mean, Kenny rightfully noted that he gave them a lot of one-on-one, schemed up a lot of one-on-one scenarios, and they lost the one-on-ones. Well, if you're an offensive coordinator and you get a, you have a receiver at Florida State that doesn't win one-on-ones and you've schemed it to where he's in a one-on-one situation, uh, you have real problems. This would be my concern about Syracuse and what they bring to the table defensively. If you watch that Liberty game, don't go ahead and do it. You know, save yourself the, the I time watched and the I sped through it. I didn't watch the whole thing, but I watched enough to know what they're doing. The big plays down the field for their quarterback, who, by the way, is apparently Kuyper and, and McShay's number three NFL prospect, Li- Liberty's quarterback. He's got a cannon for an arm, but the best plays they had were shots outside the numbers down the field right. that are low-percentage plays and, frankly, really good catches by, by the receivers. Mm-hmm. There was one touchdown on a bust up the left number, outside the numbers to the left, but a lot of their movement was not dink and dunk over the middle of the field. Like They didn't even use the middle of the field, Liberty. Rutgers didn't either. So I'm wondering, is it just that Syracuse is that good at linebacker? These offenses they're facing are so limited. That's why it's hard for me to know precisely what Syracuse is in so many ways. Because when you're facing the likes of Albany and Rutgers and, and they Liberty. They lost to Rutgers. Right? Yeah, 17-7 they lost to Rutgers. When you're playing all these teams, like I'm not so sure what I'm looking at. It's probably like when, I, I don't know, uh, a team out of the SEC or the Big Ten has to play a low-level ACC team. Like Michigan State, like, I don't know what I'm looking at. Miami played Alabama, and they played nobody. It's just it's hard to know what Syracuse is defensively. So I, other than I think there are going to be some runs up the middle for our two horses that should be featured either through RPOs or whatever, I'm not so sure what the quarterbacks can attack and what they can actually be successful in doing this weekend, which, again, is why this is probably a low-scoring game and kind of an ugly one. feels that way. Um, well, what we can and can't do a lot of times is solely dictated by personnel. And, you know, if, if Robert Scott isn't healthy and he's out there, you know, at 75%, Maurice Smith doesn't play, if, if he doesn't. We I hope he's not at 75%. Robert Scott right now. Well, he's getting his I hope ass he's at thirty percent. I mean, twenty percent. Yeah, yeah. He's he's getting whooped one on one. He doesn't get helped out either when they bring in Jordan Wilson to be an extra blocker. No, putting those two next. No, that doesn't that doesn't do much that's for a, you. That's a crime. I mean, watching those two, it's a toughie. It's a green light special for the defense. But Robert's a lot better uh, when he's healthy, and 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 did anybody else you got playing the position, and then. Maurice hasn't been out there, and they got to get him back. I mean, they got to get him back. You got to have your best five. They're not good to begin with, but if you don't have your best five, you take a, a precipitous drop off, uh, a dive, uh, and, and and then so what you call and how you call it and what you can get away with and all that, man. That's all. 
a lot of that's personnel. A lot of that's whether or not you're healthy up front. Jeff Cabernet, 93.3 Real Talk Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply (laughs) oh man computer issues everybody the gremlins are out today. Uh, you know, by the way, Taj Harris is a really good player for, for Syracuse. Um, you know, you go ahead and bracket him because they don't have anybody else. <laughs> I was just, during the break, I'm looking at some more Syracuse numbers and just going back and looking at some of their games. That that passing attack is, is, is not good. Um, he has, by far and away, the most targets on the team, 22. He's got the most receptions on the team, which is 15. Uh, they have been really bad for the most part. Um, I, I'm I'm curious to see. You know, I they're gonna Syracuse is going to try to, uh, without question, lean on Tucker to win this game. And the best part about Saturday's game for you as a fan, all of us. I mean, just if you're watching as a fan. You're going to know inside of two drives whether or not we have to come out of what we're trying to do and they have to come out of what they're trying to do, or if both can stay the course. If both stay the course because they don't feel like they have alternatives, then both these defenses have a chance to be stifling because I don't think Syracuse's offensive line can block Florida State's defensive line, and I'm pretty sure that Florida State's offensive line can't consistently block any defensive line. That includes Jacksonville State. So, I don't know, man. I mean, I guess pound the under. If these two teams are hell-bent on yeah. the one thing that they think they can do because they fear what they can't in the passing game. Yeah, it's still a low number, though. Is it 51 as of yeah, yesterday? Yeah, it's hard. to. And the modern game being built around even poor offenses being able to put up 21 points, it's hard to pound unders that low. You know what I mean? It's just It really is. It's, uh, the, the game is built for offenses to move the ball, even – pedestrian oh sure and we know how the acc can get involved with extra flags for pass interference that aren't there or ghost penalties for the hit out of bounds or anything like that Mm -hmm. the thing i'd say about syracuse and their passing offense is they do scheme things open down the field it's not that they don't have guys open it's just that their quarterbacks haven't consistently been able to hit the receivers and i think that's a combination of things number one the film says they can't so dare them to at the risk of maybe giving up a touchdown uh but then you know number two it's just this is a situation where you got two bad football teams playing against each other, man. So you might see some weird stuff. Got a chance to see um, more than anything else. I hope real carryover from the second half of the game. And, and if we don't get it, then we know it was a mirage. We know it doesn't um, it doesn't really follow a path that uh, is born out of confidence. It's just a it's a heat of the moment 
sort of thing where they either play well and begin to play better as the, as the game wears on, but don't carry the confidence that comes from that over to the next day, the next week, the next game. Uh, because, you know, again, people have asked all week long what which team shows up in the first quarter. Well, the one that gives up the uh, play-action pass touchdown every week is really annoying. That's a, that's a tough one to watch. Te- teams will run play-action when they haven't established the run, and we bite on it. It's unbelievable. If you look at the numbers, too, the, the advanced metrics on uh, what Syracuse does from play-action – they're terrible at it, too. I mean, you're talking about weakness against weakness when it comes to the back end of the secondary against the deep throw ability for, uh, for their quarterbacks. You could argue that both um, teams in the film room are licking their chops to see the other. <laughs> right. Yeah, I think that's correct. Ooh, you know, it's rare. Usually, you or if know. I'm the orange defense, I'm looking like, oh, here's oh, another field right. day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they will. I mean, they've got 24 sacks, I think, so far this year. No. Do they really? That was that was the number I saw on, on Pro Football Focus. Now again, you know, you, you never want to take all those grading things as, as gospel, but yeah, they've got one of the top. Uh, yeah, they are. They they they've recorded on the year. I'm just looking at a total number here. I pulled up. Yeah, they've recorded 39 tackles for a loss. Right. That's fourth best in the entire uh, FBS. Now again, you got to take a look at their schedule and see who they're playing. Which Albany. Is, right. It's. Largely nobody. Ohio, right. who might be one of the worst teams in the country. Rutgers. Might be one of the three worst teams in the country. And then Liberty. I don't know what the R- hell the Rutgers, game plan. Rutgers played toe-to-toe with Michigan. Holciano's got him playing, man. Yeah. He, he does. He's got him playing. I think this is a weird year where you got a lot of week-to-week things going on. Oh, of course. I'm not see saying some it. anomalies out there. I'm just saying Rutgers has shown well as the season has gone on. They're, they're clearly playing hard and, and, and playing much better. Their quarterback against Syracuse looked like our quarterback's trying to run the zone read under Jimbo. You talk about every decision being wrong, and if you make the other decision, it's a touchdown. I mean, on both, keeps or gives. I'm thinking, oh, my God, the offensive coordinator must be going mad. But the thing about Syracuse and the reason that they generate so many chances in the backfield is you don't know who to block. They're very good at waiting until the last instant before declaring who is staying and who is bringing pressure. Real short segment here. We had to. We'll get out, come back. Uh, we'll talk about uh, solving the future with our friends from ISF here in a second. Trying to solve for this future. Woo. Tall task. You need ISF. We need a second, station to hire ISF. You need a second chalkboard. We need three or four whiteboards in here, buddy. We need to go grab the old one and buy three more. <laughs> Start mapping out game plans. Jeff Gavrich, ninety three three Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Got it working that time, Tommy. Hey, yo. There you go. The play button works. The what do you know? Gremlins are gone. Well, maybe know. not. Yeah, I shouldn't do that, right? Yeah, that's like tempting fate and saying, our defensive woes are gone. Look at that second half. Here's where we solve for the future, thanks to my friends at ISF who sponsor this feature. And um, listen, ISF, if you don't know what they are, they're an IT and strategy firm. They have been for 40 years. They've served state government. They have business clients across the country. And they are experts in government processes. They've worked with government agencies across the country. They've done a lot of stuff, unmatched expertise in developing strategies, evaluating and refining process, making everything more efficient for you. So if you work for state government and you want it to be more efficient, that's for sure, and you need their expertise solving the future through strategy, process, and technology, make sure you uh, go to ISF.com and contact them and start talking about how they can work for you and um, – advise you and protect you and, and advance your business and your technology needs. Uh, you know, it's, it's a weird thing, Tom. Uh, solving the future for Florida State, I think, involves 
recruiting. It's not the on-field product this year. It's um, it's holding on to that class. And I think the feeling of um, hopelessness is we like quick we like quick fixes. We like things to be easy. We want things to change if it's bad, whatever it is in our lives, overnight. We're an instant society. This is not a judgment. It's just the way technology is tracked. It's what's happened for all of us. We do have instant access to information uh, at our fingertips, right? And so most things um, that, that you know you need information uh, to help solve, you do have instantaneous, uh, uh, you know, options. And, and Florida State's a long-term fix, and there isn't an instant option to make the bad things go away. It's getting better players. It's also having to remain true to what you believe uh, are the foundations for changing an entire program. And so by definition, um, you just have to stay the course because once you lay the groundwork for that, you can't go back on that. You know it's not an instant fix. You're telling guys to buy in, to work hard, and get better a little bit every day. The climb was all about that. By, by the very definition, it is a slow process, slow turnaround and slow is antithetical to what people want when they want change. And so I don't know that solving for the future in this case for Florida State is anything other than staying the course, staying on message, getting a little bit better every day. It may not instantly result in big wins in the near future, but I think that consistency and that continuity is what Florida State needs most. It's why they can't make a change, even for the people clamoring that they should. Um, they, they, you cannot be at square one over and over and over again. And every time you fire somebody, you're at square one. You're starting over. You nuke your class. You get done with any of the positive changes that were put into place, uh, whether that was by Willie, whether that's by Mike, or anybody else for that matter. If you just keep making changes, you're starting over with a new blueprint time and again, and they cannot afford to do that. So they have to hope that that consistency of message, that groundwork that that, that he talked about this week, doing things the right way, the way he knows them to be, you can disagree with him, that's fine, that's your choice, That's uh, you know, if you don't think it's going to work, fine, that's okay, you have that opinion, but he can't be that way. And I'm not saying you, Tom, per se. I'm just talking about the fan base who's reacted, obviously, angrily to these losses as they continue to mount. Um, I think that consistency of message is why a lot of these recruits bought in to begin with because he didn't lie to them about what this program was or needs. He didn't tell them that they're a player away. He didn't tell them that, uh, oh, wait do you see this season. We're going to go from three wins to eight wins. He didn't say anything like that. I mean, we know that there's been real consistent messaging behind the scenes to these kids, and that's why game in and game out, when they lose, these guys come out publicly and say, I'm not going anywhere. I'm here for the long haul. I, I, I trust what he's doing. I believe in him. I, and that is rather remarkable. Now, you're going to lose some kids. Now, that was always going to be true. Florida State could win nine games and you'd lose some of those kids. Just that's the nature of recruiting, especially if some of the kids are awaiting, let's say, Florida State's along the lines of, at least traditionally, with the cachet built in, the better school that has offered them. Well, somewhere along the way, maybe Clemson, Alabama, Florida, Georgia, or somebody else offers you, and you're, you're only you know, usually as good as your options. So he ends up, you know, those kids might end up taking another option. But I think the core of this class, most importantly, Travis Hunter, who's already been offered by everybody under the sun, has remained vigilant in his commitment to Florida State. I think that will stay in place because they've been consistent. 
Yeah, and that's just the first step, right? Is you need a player like that, Duffy to stick. Um, you know, because again, like I don't know that AJ Duffy as a true freshman is going to be something that could solve all your problems or even most. They're of your not going to be a good team next year, Tom. They're but, not going to be a good team. But it signals to other kids that hey, let's let's say yes as well. It, you know, it inspires other kids to say, well, they're they're fixing some things over there. I think in the immediate term, though, just something worth doing to to solve for this particular game, so you can get on the board with a win. I would like to feel like if we go down, and we might not. This is a, this is a really winnable game. Very winnable game. But In fact, if we, you're favored to do so. If we go down, that Corbin and Ward were given every opportunity to help us win. And I, and that has been the frustrating thing in some losses earlier this year where I'm thinking, well, those are our two best playmakers. They can make something out of nothing better than anybody else on that offense not named a healthy Jordan Travis. And we haven't seen that guy this year either. And yet they're only going to get the ball a fraction of the time. I understand the teams could key against the run, but would you rather throw the ball up to Keyshawn Helton or put the ball in the hands of Trayshawn well, Ward and Jayshon Corbin? They stopped uh, throwing the ball to Keyshawn Helton, period. I understand. And, well, Pokey Wilson, you name your guy. You name your guy. Would you rather throw it up to one of those guys yeah, or put it not. in the hands of these particular players? My thing is, if you're trying to give yourself the best chance to solve this upcoming weekend, they've got to be the focal points one way or another. Look at what Syracuse does. I know. As a Florida State radio personality, we're saying, look at what Syracuse does in offense. They're going to run the ball 40 to 50 times. They're going to give it to a kid who's got the second most rushing yards in FBS and the second most scrimmage yards in FBS who's a true freshman. They didn't even know that they were going to go with him. And they said, by week two, this is our guy. Ride or die. I like that approach, given that you don't have other options. Maximize the ones you do. The whole thing is winning first down. All of this can be done if you win first down. Because you can play, you can run tempo if you win first down. You just you don't even have to win first down by definition. Right. You just can't lose it. Right, yeah. So, yeah. so you know, play to a draw and then run tempo. I mean, I, whatever. But, yes, they will do that then. Also, Tom, it, it's easier to, to, to really stress the run game when you're not down 31-7. to 7. So, can we stop? You know, giving up huge leads. Sure. You know, it's tough to stick with the run well, when you're getting your ass beat. Sure, to seven. It, that wasn't the answer. Sure, we can. I, I don't know. Maybe. I mean, yeah. So, I mean, I think that's a big part of it, too. I liked what I saw this weekend, continuity in the game plan. Yeah. You know, they, they set some things up. They went back to it. There were some calls and some responses. You like those things. And that that's going to help us because what does it do? It, again, gives you a chance to take advantage of the athleticism that you have in number zero and number eight over and over. If you want the best chance to solve for this weekend – They've got to get the ball, and you've got to find ways to do it. Even if that means that there's an RPO that you go the other way three times, that's going to give them one fewer body to get around mm-hmm. when you hand the football to them. I think they discovered something last week on both sides of the ball that they're going to stick with. I think that there is an idea now of how to, how to approach games. You won't always be able to execute it. You don't have great personnel. It may not be good enough in some instances. I mean, there will be teams that we play this year where – we could, they could call it perfect. You could call everything that we're talking about, and it won't be good enough. You're going to lose the game because you can't block it up at all. You know, I mean, I think the Clemson game comes to mind. Like this offensive line can't block Jacksonville State consistently. Good so luck with that one. Can I ask you a fun question about the Clemson game, real quick? If if at the end of the game the box score reads turnovers, Clemson four, Florida State one, what chance do we have of actually winning that ball game? Maurice Smith, Robert Scott play, and are they healthy? I mean, sure, yes. Well, I mean, it, no, no, it really but is, yes. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to say no because then the answer is hell no. So yes, those two play. Clemson turns it over four times. We turn it over once, plus three in the turnover margin. 
that's got to be the healthiest chance we've had to beat Clemson since Dalvin was erroneously, uh, the run was called back because the Thunder's block. Could we win? Plus three. You need those turnovers to be on their side of the field. You, <laughs> yeah, you, you yeah, really yeah, do. Yeah. You need those turnovers to be, yeah. like, in a, because you can't trust Fitzgerald right, right now. It's not a fumble of the 20 going in. Right. Right. Yeah. And then we start first yeah. and 10 for the 17. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's uh, we're not driving the, the down the field. So you need those three, that plus three turnover margin, they, you need to be on the other side of the 50, where you maybe have to convert a first down or two to have a chance at points. That screams 17 to 13 to me, man. Yeah. That's what that game says. Yes. We missed the extra point. I was going to say, lost. I was going to yeah. say, yeah, yeah. Well, my prediction of 27 24 for the war chant uh, purposes, uh, Ira this morning said to me, oh, so uh, you got you got a made field goal, a couple made field goals. Like, oh, no, no, that would have been 28. He just missed the extra point. <laughs> By the way, you know what was troubling about the missed extra point? I, frankly, the missed field goal, too. They never looked like they had a chance. I mean, they were terrible kicks. I mean, just damn sorry. I'm like, what are we doing out here, kid? Not making kicks. Not making kicks. He comes back later on and makes one, and Corey's like praising. I, I said, Corey, you can't. Come on, man. Mm-hmm. You can't miss a field goal and an extra point, and then a guy makes one. You're like, all right, there it is. No, man. Well, if you've got a player that you love in baseball that's in an 0 for 16, and that first hit feels pretty good. He's 1 for 17, but you don't focus on that in the moment. It's 1 for 1. It starts anew. Let my friends at ISF help uh, help you with the obstacles uh, that you deal with in IT um, and your your ideas to to move forward and streamline workflows. They've they've done this for over fifteen hundred projects and forty years in business. They know what they're doing. ISF will help uh, help you realize your innovation vision. So uh, give them a give them a look today. ISF.com. Appreciate them uh, sponsoring this segment. Jeff Cambridge, ninety three three Real Talk Radio War Chant TV. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. If you had been in a room where Sam Cooke was singing a cappella, can you imagine the moment that you're sitting there as the producer and it's just you and him, and he's just singing a part, you know, it could be anything, right? And you, you haven't laid the tracks yet, he's not hearing anything, he's just singing. Like, how cool a moment, like you wonder, does, did a producer in any, at any time think, it, it just simply doesn't get any better than this. Like who? Nobody can sing like this. Well, I think every subsequent recording that that producer would have been in on, they just say, so disappointed. <sighs> I mean, a couple of notes, I guess. I mean, uh, sorry, uh, I'm just a little disappointed. You're not Sam Cooke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Uh, nobody was unbelievable. Hey, if a tree falls on your roof, that's not good. Not gonna be happy about that. Hopefully, nobody's hurt, but the roof is damaged, and you need help. Call my man T-Spark, T-Spark Enterprises. Roofing and construction, T-Spark is uh, one phone call away from not only inspecting the roof and getting you back in good shape, but uh, also he is a general licensed contractor. Uh, and he'll take care of any structural damage uh, to your dwelling as well. So 
It happens, man. Uh, roofers can't, in and of themselves, really necessarily do that, uh, but T Spark can. It's uh, one call. You have a general contractor and a roofer in one with T Spark Enterprise. That's a good thing. Give them a call today, 850 766 1340. Yeah, one thing I'd add to that is if you're a first timer like I was, don't worry. He's got you. You'll, you'll feel comfortable within about five minutes, the conversation. He'll lay it all out. He has the plan. He's seen a lot of things from the ground on up all the way to your roof. Don't be afraid. I know as a new homeowner, a lot of calls are scary. He won't make it for you. He'll make it very simple. Well, St. Louis just refuses to uh, – did they win last night again? I don't know. I saw they were down one to nothing. Matthew, did they win last night, Cardinals? Well, that's a negative. Oh, so the 17-game win streak is over? Sweet Jesus. Good to see. Uh, all right, here we go. Let's get to it. Probable is brought to you by North Florida Payroll Services, locally owned for nearly 15 years, offering payroll and HR services, including full online applicant onboarding and integration into payroll. Save your company money and headaches today. Head to NorthFordaPayroll.com. It's time for how you say with the pitching uh, probables. Bottom six cards lead the Brewers four to three. That's Brett Anderson and J.A. Happ still out here pitching. Are you J.A.? Angels, Rangers, top two, five nothing. Angels, Alex Cobb, Glenn Otto. Hey, I'm Glenn Otto. Welcome to Glenn Otto. Cubs, Pirates, Justin Steele, Miguel Yarraway. Red Sox, Orioles, Nick Pavetta, Alexander Wells. We got the Yankees and the Blue Jays, Corey Kluber. Robbie Ray! Hey! All right, so I picked it up. That's a massive game because the Yankees have the Rays this weekend. Mm-hmm. If Toronto wins that game, it's a green light special to the playoffs for the Blue Jays. We hope. Let's make that happen. Come on. Rays Astros, Colin McHugh, Lance McCullers Jr., Marlins Mets in front of about seven people. Edward Cabrera and Rich Hill, Phillies, Braves, Kyle Gibson, Ian Anderson, Tigers, Twins, Tariq Skubal and Joe Ryan. Joe Ryan sounds like the team's broadcaster. Hi, I'm Joe Ryan. Welcome to Twins Baseball. I feel comfortable, too. Yeah, yeah. You know? Oh, Joe Ryan's oh. on the call today. All right. Thank God right. he's back. Yeah, I like Joe. They said it was personal leave. I'm glad yeah, he's okay. He's healthy. Joe Ryan, Buck Smith with you. Oh, Buck Smith. <laughs> Buck, got an interesting one today when the Tigers come to town. We sure do. <laughs> Do an entire. I'm going to be Joe Ryan. You're going to be Buck, Buck Smith. Buck Smith. We're going to do a game. It'll be on the uh, Bellying Up Pod, which we rekindle this next week. It's coming. Joe Ryan here alongside Buck Smith. The Twins have lost five straight, but today might be the day. Is Joe Ryan, my namesake, on the mound? These are the games you live for. <laughs> Buck Smith, live. Yeah. Down the first baseline. Yeah, it's a. Uh, a Tuesday at uh, game number 57. He's saying these are the games you live for. <laughs> well, we got a matinee for you today, folks. Indians, Royals, Shane Bieber, Angel Zerpa. Zerpa. Where's our Zerpa? I can't climb. That would, that would be good. <laughs> That's a joke I throw out there. Oh, but it was, it was pretty good. It was so bad it was good. D-backs, Giants. <laughs> Madison Bumgarner and Scott Casmir, Padres, Dodgers. What? what? Scott Casmir's back? Scotty Casmir back out here, baby. That's right, it is. Scott Casmir. What? That's crazy. Padres, Dodgers, Vince Velasquez, Tony Goslin, and that is a look of those that shall reside on the bump.
Hey, one thing I hope does happen is that Jermaine Johnson gets another sack and continues to lead the country. Man, you swung for the fences on Jermaine Johnson and you hit a 470-footer. I mean, that guy has been amazing. Yeah, there were some players that, you know, I don't know if they panned out too well, no. but Jermaine's been fine. Keir Thomas has been good for that defensive line Remember as that well. defensive back they brought in from uh, UCF that everybody talked about? He was not given a scholarship, though, right? Well, I don't know what happened, yeah. but he's never a, he's not on the field, that's for sure. That's, but, yeah, yeah, that's correct. Yeah. That's correct. Yeah. Hey, you got a starter out of Dylan Gibbons. I'm telling you, that's a that's a hit. It is a hit. He's not a good player, but he's a, he, he was clearly better than the other people we had because he's starting. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's a single back up the box. It might be a, a, a flare, yeah. but it's a single. It dropped. So you're on base. I'm standing on first. They don't draw pictures. Uh, so that you know, that's fine. I I will you know I'll take that. Uh, that's like the par our mutual friend Nikki once had on 16 at cap. It's bladed. It's going 30 yards over. It lands directly into the cup. Oh, man. <laughs> First hop. First hop. Just Bye-bye. flies in. Yeah. You're like, that's a par, boys. N- nice par. <laughs> Put that on the car. Would have been a seven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes it works that way. Um, yeah, well, I the transfer portal is always going to be a hit and miss game. Um, there's a reason guys are in the transfer portal, and it's not always good. I will say this, Tom, and we didn't talk about it today. We got a chance tomorrow on Libations Friday, but Parchman showed up last week. He, he did. He, he mm-hmm. mattered. I thought he was basically off the team, and here he was. Yeah, a couple of throws showed a lot of trust and or desperation, maybe a combination of both out of McKenzie, but into traffic, and Parchment was able to fight and win the football. Okay. All right. Yeah, except for when he needed to late in the game. I wasn't, you know, I was just going to focus yeah. on the positive. Yeah, it's like yeah. when I brought up that Cam McDonald made a great 360 catch, you know? Yeah. You got to focus on the positives. We're rolling four. There's going to be more negatives. We know this. You look, you look at Cam, and you just don't understand why he's not a better player. You just, I mean, look at him. He he looks like a matchup nightmare. Our pal Gabe Neighbors would have been great in this system. Oh, you see Gabe get the touchdown call back last week. Uh, he scores on a, on a on a tough play. He gets drilled, lands on his back, scores, and they had to take it away. I was pissed because it was a penalty. Good work out of you. Good work, Matthew. Thanks for watching, everybody. Be well. Take care. We'll talk to you tomorrow.